have worshipped you. Now we move forward to hear a word from you. Every devil will bow at the name of Jesus. Now, Lord God, as we receive a word from you, may we all listen attentively. It's all in the mighty matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. If you grab your Bibles once again and turn to Matthew, the 22nd chapter, 1 through 14. Amen. Just want to say also that when I received this opportunity to bring the word this morning, uh, immediately God gave me a word, and it started working on the inside. Now it's getting ready to come to the outside. Amen. If I would use for a thought this morning, which stems from our last verse of these 22nd chapter of Matthew, it would be, I call for you to come, but you didn't come. Let me say that again. I call for you to come, but you didn't come. Jesus had just got done putting the word on the chief priests and the Pharisees. And he laid something on them so heavy until they had to shut up. <laughs> and it started in the 21st chapter and the 45th verse. I'll read that a little bit later. I won't read all the verses again, but I will just say that the 14th verse is our main focal point this morning. This morning's message come at a time when we should ex exercise our God-given right to take advantage of every opportunity to call on, listen to, and to put into action that which God has called us to do. Have you ever been called for something by someone and you didn't respond to their call? Or perhaps you received a phone call and didn't answer because you screened the call when you saw the name on the caller ID. I experienced that just the other day when Pastor called my phone and I seen the caller ID say Dr. Linnell Pickett. <laughs> and I immediately grabbed it and stepped away from my desk or as a matter of fact, I s sat there because pastor's not long. <laughs> He's brief. And I went on about my day, and I had a good day. Amen. So let us give our pastor a hand clap of praise. Amen. 
man who I've come to know and the man who has been a straightforward man from day one. Perhaps you received a call and you didn't answer because you screened the call and when you saw the name on the caller ID. I can imagine that most of us can feel some kind of way getting no response or not responding at all. Question is, this morning, how do you think God feels when we do not respond to his call how you think he would feel well I would think that it would give us another opportunity but from a different angle that's how good God is he's merciful, he's kind, he's patient he's long suffering and he suffers along with us. And he works with us time and time again, just a way to get a response from us. Now we being in a human form, we are God's gift to this world. And to respond from the giver, the gift that he has given us, we ought to do a little bit better with what we got. The call today for us as people of God is imminent. And I think that we should think twice. I think that we should grab a hold to ourselves and answer the call. In our story today, it lets us know that it was customary for two invitations to be given when the banquets were held. The first was asked of the guests to attend. The second announced that everything was ready. In the story before us today, the king invited his guests, and each time they rejected his invitation. Now, in the natural, it's impolite or it's inappropriate to reject the king's calling. Amen. And even as we sit here today and as I stand here this morning to reject the call in this hour of Christendom can be fatal. The second, as I said, announced that everything was ready. In the story before us today, the king invited his guest, and each time they rejected his invitation. God wants us to join him at his banquet, which will last for eternity. That's why he sends invitations to the righteous and the unrighteous. 
He leaves no one out. He leaves no one out because he wants everybody in on this thing that he is going to bring forth into our lives so that we will have no excuse when the time comes when he called for us to come home. As long as we live, the invitation is open. Just think about it for a moment. No one else will leave us an open invitation. Am I right? No one else will leave us an open invitation like that. My appeal to you this morning, whether you be saved or unsaved, will you accept his invitation? Open up your heart and let him in. Only thing he wants to do is bless you. And he want to bless you so much so that he can taste it. That's why the scripture tells us, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever. So if his mercies endure forever, then he's given us a chance to respond to that glorious invitation. We used to sing a song let him in today, let him in to stay. Open up your heart and let the Lord come in. I wish I could sing that, but I don't have any music. <laughs> so we'll move on. <laughs> oh, what a sweet sound it produced as we worshiped in my earlier days of serving the Lord. Then on the other hand, we must be fully dressed when the king comes for us. If we're not fully dressed when he comes, surely he won't, we won't have time to get dressed. It's not about what you wear to church, to work or school. It's about being clothed in the righteousness of God. Wearing those garments that are unspotted from the world. And what I hope you will get out of this, while God is willing to clothe us in his garments, the garments of Christ, it's up to us to put them on and wear them faithfully to the glory of God. Are you still with me? Whatever your excuse, the kingdom of God must go on. God is at work bringing the world to himself. And if we are too busy or for whatever reason not willing to be part of this ministry of reconciliation, God will choose others to do his will. He'll just go and pick somebody they could, they could be not even in the church, and he can go out there and handpick them, just like he did Paul. He had to knock him out for three days. 
until he came to his senses. Then he gave his sight back, and he was on fire from day one to do his will. That's all he wants us to do. One of my greatest fears is to see someone else chosen in my place to carry out God's plan instead of me. To be a disciple of Christ is to put him first to offer the first fruits of our talents, time, gifts, and service. Speaking of gifts, some of us are loaded with gifts in here this morning. Discover your gift. Use your gift to bless others. Use your gift to bless God. That's all he wants from us. Plain and simple. To be a disciple of Christ is to put him first to offer the first fruits of our time, gifts, and talents and service. Not what's left over after everything is done and all the bills are paid for. God doesn't give us any crumbs, so we shouldn't give him any crumbs. The only one should be getting crumbs is the devil. And he shouldn't even be getting that. Am I right about it? I'll be out of your way in just a few minutes. The chief priest got Jesus started. That's how this parable came about. It started in the 45th verse of the 21st chapter. It said, Now when the chief priest and the Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking of them. When they perceived that he was speaking of them, that's when they went on the attack. <laughs> but later on, as you read it in the chapter, he put them to shame, and they couldn't say anything. That's what power we possess to put the devil to shame and send him on his way. Jesus reserves the, four, the first 14 verses of Matthew 22nd chapter in a parable which begins with an invite to the king's son's wedding feast. So he went out, the servants, to summon those who were invited to come. But strangely, those who were invited did not want to come. Even as we sit here this morning, even as we sit here this morning, amen, we ought to accept every invitation that God has has to offer for us. He tries a second time to invite the same ones to come. He went as far as giving them a menu, which consisted of 
oxen. And from those oxen, he probably had some oxtails <laughs> provided for him. And fatted cattle. Nothing but the best. That's what he gives us. Nothing but the best. So he shouldn't receive any crumbs from us. All those bountiful blessings he have given unto us over this decade. So everything was freshly cooked. The beef freshly slaughtered. Even that wasn't enticing enough for them. Still no one paid any attention. They all went about their merry way doing their own business. And if you notice in the scripture, one went to his farm and one went to his own business. The farmer considered as the least, the businessman as the most. But let me clue you in on something. It does not matter what a man's or woman's status in life is, he or she must stand before God and give an account for his or her life. That includes boys and girls as well. Jesus is inviting the least the last and the lost to the wedding feast prepared in heaven. And as we have worship and the service today, we must be mindful that God will someday soon return on that glorious day. There's a voice somewhere in this world crying out in the wilderness the same voice may be calling you from the highways and the byways saying come to the feast and dine with the king because it may be your last time the old song we used to sing also may be the last time may be the last time may be the last time I don't know Matthew 20 and 16. So the last will be first and the first last. Here's a revelation for you this morning. Not one of us sitting here today has ever seen Jesus face to face. Yet he remains a mystery and the mystery is that he is that indescribable gift. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, Not one will be able to describe him. No one will be able to describe him until we all see him on that glorious day when we make it to heaven. Thanks be to God for his un indescribable, Amen. undeniable, unspeakable gift. So let, let us press forward. Give God our best. Give him what's due to him. 
when he calls, you answer. When he calls, you'll be able to say, Lord God, accept me into your kingdom. I'm ready to go to the feast that will last for eternity. Brief conclusion this morning. Will you accept his invitation today? Whether you be saved or unsaved, before this year ends and we begin a new year in just a few short days, accept his invitation, live for him, run for him, die for him, because he sent his only begotten son to die for us. And when he sent his only begotten son to die for us, he meant business. So we must mean business also. And meaning business is getting up, get going, and doing the will of God. The will of God that is in Christ Jesus concerning our lives and the lives of others that are yet to come into his kingdom. Let us pray. Father in heaven.